Vision Christian Radio bumper stickers are a practical way to show the world how much you love vision. New stickers are available now. Choose the I Love Vision sticker or your local frequency and proudly display your affiliation with Australia's national Christian radio network. It's more than just a sticker, it's a statement and might help someone you'll never meet discover vision and start looking to God daily. Whether you're parked or cruising through town, Vision Bumper Stickers will turn heads and spark conversations. Stick it, show it, and let everyone know you're tuned to Vision. Available now at vision.org.au slash stickers. Order your Vision Bumper Sticker today. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective. 2020 on Vision. It's our special edition preview to the Western Australian state election and good to be able to introduce a couple of new commentators taking over from this point for a short while. Daryl Budge is the Family Voice Australia WA State Director. Daryl, a special welcome along to 2020. Thank you, Neil. It's good to be with you and good morning to the listeners. And to uh, Steve Klump, who is the President of Right to Life in WA. Steve, welcome along to you. Good morning, Neil. Great to be with you. Uh, Let me just start, Daryl Budge, uh, with your interactions with political parties in the lead-up to the election. Uh, Daryl, give us some insights into the communications you've had with parties on all sides. Yes, I've had uh, communications, particularly with the Liberal Party, just to work out their particular views on some things. We've produced a leaflet called Vote Wisely. It's on our website uh, at familyvoice.org.au. And that just outlines the general policies of the Liberal, Labor and Australian Christians Party in detail, giving actual policy summaries. And I was trying to pursue particularly the Liberal Party to work out their positions on the key things, uh, particularly the parental rights kind of situation for uh, people in schools, uh, for staff in schools. And it's disappointing to see that they, again, as uh, Peter Abetz outlined, they, they basically said we have no policy to introduce anything about this no policy to uh, specifically oppose conversion therapy or evidence-based therapy or prayer for people who are, have gender dysphoria or unwanted sexual attraction. So uh, it's really disappointing to see the Liberal Party just uh, drop the ball, really, on, on things that are really of concern to Christians and conservative people. OK, and we might pick up on some more of that, uh, the Liberal Party side uh, dropping the ball there on those sorts of issues that Christians will think are very, very important. Steve Klump, let me come to you, President of Right to Life Association in WA. You've had a very pro-life focus, and no doubt you've had interaction with politicians on all sides too. I wonder if you've got an overview of how the responses have been to the sorts of communications you've had. Well, thanks for that, Neil. Yes, and uh, thanks to Daryl for what he was saying. <clears throat> Lord, give me the words to say. It's an interesting, um, uh, an interesting election this time, and we've got 19 parties for the upper house and 15 for the lower house. A lot of, lot of groups uh, who are competing, and of course we also know, as you were saying earlier, that 70% of people have already voted going into the, the true polling day, which is tomorrow. So it's interesting on a lot of fronts, and there is also a lot of uh, campaigning happening about um, you know, how much control the Labor Party will have. In fact, the Labor Party have never actually had control of both the lower house and the upper house, so it's a bit hard to 
you know, you've got to think about that when you do it. But having said that, as you, as you know, they have significant overriding control of the lower house and therefore have managed to form government in a landslide back in 2017. The people that I've been talking to are very concerned about, um, you know, Labor policies and Labor policies going forward because they are quite dark, they are quite anti-Christian, they are quite anti-life, of course, as we know. And uh, so many people are saying, OK, well, apart from the obvious Australian Christians Party, which has very uh, clear uh, policies on things, the rest of the time you probably have to vote for people individually because, uh, you know, they sort of, well, basically most of the Labor Party is anti-Christian anyway, although there are a couple of leading lights there. But, uh, and of course, the Liberals do tend to be pretty wimpy. Let's, let's be honest now. They don't have any policy, for example, on abortion. So, um, you know, apart from following the Australian Christians Party and other people who have declared themselves Christian, um, it really is a question of voting for people as individuals rather than as parties now. Daryl, when it comes to pro-life issues, Family Voice Australia, very strong too, and uh, those interactions that you've had, uh, say, with the Attorney General, John Quigley, and uh, issues around babies being born alive. Uh, What are your thoughts here for how the government has responded to pro-life questions from you in the past and, and uh, what might happen if they have control of both, both Houses of Parliament? Yeah, that's right, uh, Neil. That's, uh, the Attorney-General, John Quigley, has actually been questioned by the uh, pro-life MP, Nick Goran, in the Upper House, um, uh, directly through the health spokesman, and is basically asking that W. O'Connor has been officially referred to investigate at least 25 deaths that have been... as a baby is born alive um, over the past uh, 20 or so years, from 99 to 2018. We know of at least 25 babies, it could be 27, that were born alive and left to die. And the WA coroner has investigated all of these deaths and made significant recommendations to change the law, to change procedures in the, within the health department. And we know that the Attorney General John Quigley knows these recommendations and hasn't disclosed them. He's known them since January last year and he's been completely silent on it. I've issued a media release and asked directly the government. There's been no response. Um, it's very disappointing that they just they, they might proclaim as a party to say that we protect lives, but when it comes to the most innocent life of people in the in the womb, uh, they're not prepared to support them in any way uh, and actually act on recommendations that would protect them. Steve Klump, let me come to individual people who might even be listening to our conversation today. And the fact that we have a culture that has been changing in Australia and perhaps the politicians that we elect are reflecting the culture of what ordinary people think. But this idea of having a culture of life and exchanging that for a culture of death, uh, when we talk about a culture change that's going on now, that seems to be happening. And that may not be the fault of the politicians entirely, but uh, of people uh, ordinary people who are perhaps not ready to speak up on behalf of uh, of babies and uh, of the elderly. What are your thoughts here about the culture that we're a part of? Neil, I think you're very right there. I think, um, you know, someone said to me one time, oh, Australia's no longer a Christian country. To be honest with you, I don't believe that. Uh, you know, I work walk in a lot of circles where there are some very, very holy people around. But I also notice that they're afraid. You know, they're afraid to say things and... 
And politicians, I suppose, do represent those, um, you know, rather than being leaders, they tend not to be leaders so much anymore. They just tend to reflect what people say. And there has been a great movement towards keeping Christians quiet to the point where Christians are afraid to speak up. And I think that's something that we have to gird our loins over. We have to ask the Lord for, you know, strength and courage there. Because, of course, if all Christians did stand up and say, look, you know, we're not going to put up with this, then we wouldn't be faced with all the problems we currently have. And I noticed that uh, particularly in the life issues with abortion and euthanasia, of course, which we are very, very strongly opposed to and very much working in that space. And people say, oh, it'll affect my job. Oh, it'll affect my friends. People will laugh at me. I want to support you, but, but, but. And we have to pray for that. I mean, we have to pray for the courage to do things. And when we stand united, these things aren't a problem for us. It's only when we lose our way, when we allow that evil to happen, that we end up in trouble. And and that's what's actually happening in our parliaments today. They're emboldened. And, of course, they, um, you know, they don't really... They repre- OK, I'm quite happy to accept that the Australia was more secular than before, but there are groups in parliament now that have a, a disproportional influence on Australian politics and not representative of true Australia in proportional terms. And, of course, we talk about the, the homosexual lobby. We talk about, basically, the anti-Christian lobby because that's what so many of these things are about. So I I agree with you, Neil, there has been changes, but more than anything else, it's about fear. And I urge Christians, I urge Christians to unite and not not be afraid to stand up. And I urge the Christian apologists to reveal themselves, those that who will defend Christ, who will defend Christianity and who people can rally behind. As we see culture changing, and uh, it's not unusual for us to talk about on this program the idea of a cultural revolution, and we're in the middle of it now. Daryl Budge from Family Voice Australia, you tend to think that because these changes are happening, priorities get out of order. And I know you've reflected on Mark McGowan's voting record on life and family issues, and, uh, and you say they're far worse are more severe than issues like climate change or even poverty issues. Uh, what are your thoughts about priorities here and where the McGowan government might sit according to these sorts of ideas of Christian positions on these things? Yes, uh, the, the, the priority for a Christian is first of all defending the right to life, I, I believe, as, as we know that the, the scourge of abortion across the world is so massive and here in Australia it's extremely significant. We have about 70,000 abortions everywhere uh, across Australia every year, and we have about 169,000 other classified deaths officially. So that means around about, uh, say, 25% of all deaths across Australia are murder of a child in the womb. And that's a significant number, and that's a huge proportion. And those that really think and uh, admire have a strong view about climate and poverty issues I think Christians need to think very carefully about the fact that murder is something and the right of somebody's right to life in the womb is, uh, takes great precedence over those things that will come possibly down the line in a, in a somewhat prophetic sense saying that people will, might die as a result of these other issues. But we right now we have an issue right now. And the Mark McGowan's voting record about this in the Labor Party has been shocking. He's the one that supported the legalisation of abortion back in '98 as did, unfortunately, many others within the Liberal Party too. He, he voted to legalise the creation and destruction of human pre-born embryos for unproven stem cell experimentation back in 20, 2007. 
he carried through his promise to legalize euthanasia in 2016. Now that euthanasia legislation, I'll just quickly outline what it does. It, it, it legalizes both doctor-administered suicide and also patient-administered suicide. Uh, you can self-administer the poison without any supervision at all. Doctors are legally compelled to falsify the death certificate as it, when, when a euthanasia happens. Medical staff who conscientiously object are forced to provide information about this euthanasia scheme that's going to be uh, fully implemented later this year, if not the following year, depends on how the regulations are worked out. There is no requirement for secure poison storage. Doctors are not prohibited from steering patients towards suicide. At any stage, a patient who is approaching somewhat of an end-of-life stage, a doctor is able to raise both euthanasia, palliative care and treatment all in one conversation and just throw that out to the patient and not obligated to actually advocate for care I- itself. So on those issues, Mark McGowan is of great concern and the Labor Party is of great concern. Daryl and Steve, we're going to take a break. Back with more after Vision National News. And talking issues in this segment along the lines of pro-life issues, given that our two guests have a significant focus on pro-life issues. Daryl Budge is the WA State Director of Family Voice Australia and Steve Klomp is the President of Right to Life WA. Let's come back to these issues around pro-life and talk about the abortion issue for a few moments. Because some people say, why do you keep talking about abortion? And uh, the rest of the mainstream media isn't talking about that. They're talking about all sorts of other issues. And we've established that this issue of life is, for the Christian, a very, very, very high priority. Uh, Steve, let me come to you for a moment here. You say that abortion is, in fact, racist, uh, that it works on eugenics principles, I wonder if you can enlarge on that because for a lot of people they're thinking it's a sideline issue and and of course you would say that it's a frontline issue. Well, of course, uh, Neil. One of the things about abortion, I mean, if you think about it, it's the destruction of life, which, of course, I've always uh, thought of as the first gift that uh, God gave us. And it's one more insult, and perhaps, in my, in my opinion, the worst insult you can throw back at the Lord. So it is very anti-Christian. We have to understand that. But your point about you, uh, being it, it being a eugenicist practice is quite true. In fact, as we speak, we are, we are running a prayer vigil outside the Midland uh, Abortion Clinic in Sayre Street, and that is uh, uh, named Marie Stopes Abortion Clinic. I call them Abortion Mills myself, and Marie Stopes, of course, was a very well-known uh, eugenicist. Now, eugenicism means that you believe that one race is... Um, you know, of a higher order than another, more more supreme, if you like. So it's very much a Nazi thing from World War II. And in fact, a lot of eugenicist practices were practiced by the Nazis. And uh, we also know, though, that it's unpalatable to a lot of people. So what uh, happens, in, for example, in the United States is that every single abortion clinic or mill that is run by um, Planned Pregnancy, which is the dominant provider in America, every single one is in an African-American neighborhood. And uh, if you are an African-American child in your mother's womb, you are 12 times more likely to be aborted than a European-American, if I can describe it that way. Uh, 
So there is no question about it that it is a eugenicist practice. The idea is that you get rid of people that you think are not uh, up to your quality or your calibre, and not only just in terms of the actual individual races, which of course makes it a racist practice, of course, but also in terms of disability or illness. We say, oh, that life, as the Nazis used to say, that's a life not worth living or not worthy of life which, of course, is ridiculous and about as anti-Christian as you can get. So I think without question, uh, the abortion is the, in my opinion, I know all sin is equal in the Lord's eyes, but it's perhaps the greatest insult we humans can throw back at the Lord, the gift of life. But it is also absolutely eugenicist in nature, racist in nature, um, and it, uh, you know, it targets those who are believed to be not worthy of life. And I'm not sure you can get any more anti-Christian than that, Neil. Okay. Daryl Budge, as State Director for Family Voice Australia in WA, uh, let's just talk about the parties for a moment. And uh, we're all aware that it's very much a sort of a Labor platform everywhere to be very strong on uh, providing abortion right up to birth. Uh, but the Liberals on the other side, or Conservatives on the other side, don't seem to be very outspoken against that at all. Uh, what are your thoughts for both sides of government in WA? Yeah, it's it's very disappointing that the Liberal Party doesn't have a policy about abortion. It's, it's merely a conscience vote. Now, well, the good news is, is there's a bunch of quite pro-life candidates in the Liberal Party this election. that are, It's a hugely encouraging. They're remaining quite quiet about it at this time but um, that's one good thing is that Kirk up there unfortunately he has supported uh, both the euthanasia legislation he voted for it and also he supported uh, the censorship zones legislation when it came up in the upper house last year so censorship zones is an issue that Steve is very familiar with and talk about it a bit more but uh, there's a bubble zone that the government wants to implement in many states we're all here in WA that about 150 meters away from abortion clinic Within that zone, you cannot speak about abortion at all. And the claim to reason is you're going to cause anxiety or distress to a woman. So a woman can subjectively claim, I was distressed by this information about abortion or about a baby. And so therefore, I can ask that you be fined. Uh, their fines are extraordinary, thousands of dollars, up to uh, five years in jail, I think, is the penalty being floated. So um, this, this legislation will come up again after this election and it would be like to, we'd like, really like to see the Liberal Party actually take a policy of opposing that on the basis of freedom of speech and freedom of, of, of conscience on those issues. Steve Klump, what have you been telling your constituents about the way the election is unfolding? Uh, when we look at uh, the variety of parties that are standing, uh, very few of them have got a really strong pro-life policy. I note that the Australian Christians tick a lot of boxes on those sorts of Christian ethics. Is there a strategic way that a Christian listening to our conversation now can think about how they vote tomorrow so that their Christian conscience is, in fact, uh, you can tick the box there and say, I've done something here that's useful and worthwhile with my vote. Uh, but at the same time, we don't want people telling us how to vote, but how can you make the most of your Christian conscience on pro-life issues uh, by looking at the parties on the ballot forms for tomorrow? Well, that's the thing, isn't it? Um, uh, I, I've actually spoken to a lot of our members about this and others, and uh, Peter Abetz, one of your previous guests, actually talked about the Australian Christian Values Checklist, which is really very, very useful, and that it can, you can look it up online, Australian Christian Values Checklist, and it talks about the major parties, the Liberal, the Labor, the Greens, Australian Christians, for example, and how they stand on all those Christian 
uh, Christian um, uh, you know issues and a lot of people come to me and say oh yes but Steve you know you know you won't get in or well, not me I'm not part of it but you know the Australian Christians won't get in and why would we worry about that and blah 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 but of course as Peter Abetz was saying earlier there's no such thing as a wasted vote in the uh, in the Parliament and of course the preference considerations I won't go back into that but I would strongly advise people to look at that Australian Christians values checklist there are other checklists around that actually talk to uh, talk about how um, existing politicians have actually voted already on life issues and Christian issues and uh, you know fighting uh, for schools and you know religious freedom and all those things so I would strongly urge people to uh, you know look at those and think about those individuals now having said that you would have to argue that the Labor Party platform is about as unquestioned as it can be, which is quite ironic when you consider that back in the 50s and 60s, you basically had to be a Catholic to be a Labor Party member. But anyway, that's another story. So, you know, and I think you can pretty pretty clearly say that the, the Greens aren't, are about as anti-Christian as you can get. So uh, really what I would be looking at if it was me and what I'm urging people to do is, first of all, think about each individual, look at the one true uh, Christian party in, in Western Australia, which is the Australian questions of course um, and then there are others amongst the um, amongst the other parties who are also Christian and you need to consider what they've done and uh, how their voting record is and then think about them so Michelle Roberts from uh, the Labor Party for example Margaret Quirk um, you know and of course some of the obvious liberals uh, Nick Goran for example is about as uh, a, 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 a wonderful Christian man so from the upper house so you know it's a question of my advice has always been look at the Australian Christian values checklist think about the parties in relation to that look at other checklists around on voting track records for people and then if you're still unsure you can consider individuals from different parties Daryl Budge, Family Voice Australia has a long history, something like a 40-year history of being doing uh, this sort of research ahead of state elections and federal elections over all this time. There is research on your website today, the Family Voice Australia website. Uh, Give us an idea what your research has been showing about some of these issues we're talking. That's right. Um, Before I get to that, I just want to outline there is some kind of hopeful thing that Christians can really get involved with. Both Steve and myself are involved in this Coalition for the Defence of Human Life and we put on a Rally for Life every single May that calls Christians and conservatives together who are pro-life at the steps of Parliament every May to say we love them both, we love the mother and the child and everyone affected and offended in this particular anti-life culture that we have. We want to see MPs uh, encouraged to, to actually oppose these things and for us as a culture of life. Now, there's a, a movement booting in other states. Like there was 5,000 people that came together for the March for Life just recently about the extreme abortion uh, bill that came through in South Australia. So uh, I'm encouraging Christians to just come together on those particular things. And in regards to um, the, the other thing I really want to encourage people to say is talk and, and investigate these Christian MPs. Now, there's two incumbents that I think you should carefully consider. There's both Steve Thomas in the Southwest District and Nick Goran um, in the South Metro area that are two very good candidates that are Christian. They're incumbents in the Upper House that I think are good to consider. Uh, on our website, we've got... Um, a vote wisely list that compares the major parties as well as the strength Christian party who have excellent policies and all the things we value as Christians. Also on facebook.com 
We have um, slash family voice Australia. We also have a, uh, a, a, a comparison of who voted for euthanasia on their on our on our Facebook page as well. So it outlines that too. Okay, let me just draw attention to how listeners can uh, contact, can connect with the, the two of your organisations. Of course, uh, Family Voice Australia, and you can access that research about the WA state election at familyvoice.org.au. And, uh, of course, uh, there is a Right to Life website too, and no doubt there's detail about voting and about how the election is being approached by people with a pro-life position, write to lifewa.com.au. We do have to draw things to a close here. Just before I let the two of you go, though, uh, first of all, uh, to you, Daryl, your predictions for what things will look like tomorrow night. And, uh, you know, there's uh, there's talk of... uh, not just a walkover, but a stampede over the Conservatives and a a very big win for the Labor Party. A a quick prediction from you? Uh, Quickly, I think it's going to be very, very close. The polls have been wrong before. I think that it's going to be very close. I think there will be a National Liberal Party kind of coalition or opposition in some way. It remains to be seen what people think about the key border issues and, of course, the, the, the vaccination enforcement kind of issues as well. That could be a dark horse kind of issue in this election. And Steve Klump, your thoughts just quickly on how you think things will look tomorrow night. I think the Australian Christian Party will fare well. I think they'll increase the, uh, their vote over previous times. I think Labor won't be doing so badly as they, as they say. I don't think Labor... Uh, sorry, Liberal, we won't be doing so badly as they say. I don't think Labor will get control of the upper house. Um, but yes, they'll certainly be even more dominant than they are now. OK, to both of you, Daryl Budge from Family Voice Australia and Steve Klomp, the President of Right to Life in WA, I want to thank you so much for taking some time to share your thoughts and your predictions and your heart uh, for where you see things in WA and the important issues that you hope uh, that Christian voters, especially in WA, listening to our conversation today, will take into consideration as they're casting their vote tomorrow. Thank you to the two of you. Thank you, Steve. Thanks, Neil. And thank you, Daryl, for joining us today. Thank you, Neil. Thanks. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.